Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hi, and welcome to an ASOS podcast, My Big Idea. Today, we're here at Not Another Salon with Sophia Hilton to talk to her about her big idea. Hi, Sophia, and thanks for inviting us to Not Another Salon, which is where we are today. It's amazing. Thank you. Um, so tell us a little bit about what Not Another Salon is, and your, which is your big idea. So Not Another Salon came from basically one night, my husband and I having a conversation, throwing around the idea of having a salon, I guess. Yeah. Um, and me saying everything that I didn't want. I don't want my salon to be like this. I don't like that. I don't like that. You know, I don't want another salon and then he looked at me and he went there you are that's what it is <laughs> and everyone told me that if I had a salon I'd have to lose my creativity okay. you know you just get buried in books and I was scared of that actually because I love I love being arty yeah but they were wrong because I I created an environment that I can be creative every day so I I made it into the job that I wanted it to be. Yeah. Although maybe I didn't know that at the time. Okay. But <laughs> yeah. it's kind of worked out like that. So not another salon's like a place that can constantly evolve. Yeah. Like constantly new ideas. It can be wacky. It can be fun. It can change direction. The point is it's a place for everyone. Right. Okay. We're not elitist. Yeah. And we, we, don't, we don't care to try and be better than anyone. I don't want us to be too posh or too yeah. cool. Yeah. Like I find the West End's like makes me feel you know i'm not posh enough yeah yeah and the east end makes me feel i'm not cool enough yeah um and that's why we've got this thing called the no judgment policy yeah which i've seen on little kind of like cards around the salon yeah so it's it's a case of you coming here whoever you are whatever your background mm. you just need to feel comfortable yeah which is why we do like wagon wheels and builders <laughs> tea and candy floss yeah. and anything that just makes you feel not pretentious and yeah. just relaxed. So, yeah, when I walked in, it definitely feels relaxed and it also feels quite exciting as well because mm-hmm. it feels new and fresh and it definitely feels different. Um, so you are a trained hairstylist and you've worked in other salons before and now you've set up this place. How long has it been open now? How long have you had? So I've only been open four months. Four months. Yeah. So, and how long did it take from having that idea, having that conversation with your husband to arriving at opening the doors? Um, well, it had kicked off about a week before. My friend and I, she's a fashion stylist, we were in a pub. And again, I was saying, if I had a salon, I'd do this. But I didn't yeah. have an intention of having one. I was just saying what was wrong with them. Right, okay. Um, and she was just like, I don't understand why you haven't got one. Like, why are you not doing that? And of course, you play the whole, because I'm too young, I'm yeah. not experienced enough, I need to win this award in order to da-da-da, yeah. or all these reasons. And it's that kind of imposter syndrome, isn't it? That you, yeah. never, you never quite feel good enough. You mm-hmm. never quite feel like you can do it. And she's just like, oh, for Christ's sake, it's obviously what you're meant to do. Yeah. And I literally got up at six o'clock the next day. Really? And then six o'clock every morning for the next 13 months mm. and did it. That was it. Like like flicking a switch, I guess. Yeah, that's, you know? that's what we've heard from other people that we've spoken to. Where they've yeah. said, there was one girl who said, literally standing on the Northern Line, being like, so Boom. this is it. This is my commute. 
right, I'm going to change it yeah. and set up her own thing. Um, so you've got this amazing salon, which is on Brick Lane in London, and it's very cool. How did you find this location? Um, what did it take to kind of get the salon looking oh, as it Trying to get now? a location's horrid. Um, <laughs> nobody cares. You're like 27 years old, you've got no books, you've got no previous experience of running a business. Like yeah. Nobody wants to give you a property, yeah. especially when you've got like Pret and Subway and stuff like that. They, yeah. they will take it off you again and again. Um, it was because I'd lost other properties that an agent felt really sorry for me okay. and was just like, look, I can get you in. Right. But I paid right through the nose, yeah. which essentially will affect our profits for the next few years. Right. But that's not really why I'm doing it. I'm doing yeah. it because I'm I'm in my element. Yeah. I need to make money to survive. Yeah. But my main aim is to make something special. Yeah. So, so be it if it costs me a fortune. I yeah. Guess. <laughs> um, and so, talk us through like a day in the life of sort of when you're coming into the salon. So, you know, what was yesterday like? It was Monday. Uh, so, I also run this as an academy. Right. So, okay. <laughs> so, on the one day we're closed, yeah. it's actually open as an academy. Right. So, I teach. So, surprisingly, what's really beautiful is um, I teach hairdressers from all over the country, they come yeah. all over the place, on these kind of techniques that we do here. Mm-hmm. But I also get um, people from salons around as well. Okay. So, you know, about three salons within walking distance yeah. are coming on the courses, oh, which is really lovely, actually. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm really glad that we're putting across that it's a comfortable environment, mm-hmm. non-competitive, like yeah. that sort of thing. Because I'm in education, I've always been a teacher. Yeah. Maybe I've already got that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. people already think that, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. But um, day in the life is, yeah, um, up mega early. I do about 13 hours a day. Right, okay. Um, do you live nearby? 20 minute walk, okay, thank goodness. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do about 13 hours a day. Um, just back to back, sort of. I'll literally go from like washing someone's hair mm-hmm. to doing a podcast, yeah. to cleaning the toilet out, yeah. to making a cup of tea, to doing spreadsheets. Yeah. Um, time management's difficult, actually. Um, have you got any sort of tricks or apps or any sort of yeah, hacks that you've sort of I landed do. on now that you're like... I need to earn commission on this app. Okay. It's called Wonderlist. Oh, yeah. Everyone has heard me talking about this. Essentially, it's like a to-do list. You get to tick it off as you yeah. go. So this is good for everyone in, in any job. Mm-hmm. Or I've got a list. But, sorry, the best thing about the list is that you can share it with someone. So I okay. share one with my assistant manager. Yeah. I share one with my person who helps me social. Yeah. I share one with my husband on what to do around the house. <laughs> um, and essentially, rather than nagging someone and going, why haven't you done this? You yeah. can just look at it and you can see what they've done and they put notes Fantastic. on it. I think it's like, honestly, I've got every single one of my clients on it. <laughs> like, just because yeah, you chase you your tail a lot in your life, don't mm-hmm. you? You yeah. kind of feel chase your tail, but yeah. And you don't ever want to feel just like that nag. You just leave that behind. Yeah. Um, when you mentioned your assistant manager and you've got someone that looks after socials, so mm. you're not just a one-man team anymore. So you've obviously got people working with you. What's that like? Cause that that's well, a big deal. Like having employees. Right now, I, I can't give anything away. Um, I'm still in control of everything. Right, yeah. Not, because the brand is still building on what it is. Mm-hmm. How can I get someone else to do it when I'm still defining it? Yeah. So I won't let anyone else post on social. I do social twice right. a day myself. Okay. Um. I'm just not ready to give that away. Yeah. But we're over 15,000 followers in four months. Yeah, that's so fantastic. Built really really exciting. fast. Yeah. yeah. So, what's been the most successful platform um, for getting your name out? And maybe it's not a platform, maybe it is just like, you know, some friend referral, you know, 
mail it's Instagram. Instagram. Is it? So 60% of our new clientele is from Instagram. Really? And that's what you're doing? Yeah, I asked the staff, I was like, we need to start measuring, we need to start measuring, <laughs> you know, when, where people are coming from, so I need you to ask every single client where they're coming from, and every single meeting to go, what's the point? It's just Instagram. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It really has been that, like that yeah. way. Yeah. But as part of that, the most important thing on Instagram is we answer every single person. We connect with every single mm. person. We reply to them. Like, we stay personal. Yeah. I'll even sign off, you know, this is the owner. If someone else yeah. is answering for me, this is so-and-so. So they feel like they're talking to someone. It's so important. It's it is, something which it? we're always trying to do at ASOS, which is pretty hard when you're at a big scale. Oh, God, yeah, it's getting but harder. <laughs> it's what you really need to do, and I think it's really exciting then when you can meet a, you know, sort of what a team and your team, and you can get that direct contact. Yeah. It's really exciting. Um, so you were saying about, um, well, we talked about social media and obviously your team and how hard it was to find this location, but you found it. Have you had any sort of like mentors or help with the business side of things? Because you're obviously hugely creative and you can do the numbers, mm. but in terms of like building out a project and a business, have you had any help on that? Yeah, you can, within our industry, and I'm sure it's the same in every industry, like you can pay for business advisors. Right, okay. So I did invest in okay. having people that sat me down and got me through oh, it. Right, okay. Because I got bank loads and stuff like that, I had to put business plans together. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, they did tell me, it doesn't really matter what your business plan looks like, as long as your figures are hard and blah, blah, blah. But I still have to get a graphic designer to do it. Yeah. I still have to put a beautiful cover on it. Yeah. I still have to like, and my business advisor's like, nobody cares. But every single bank manager that I took it to was like, oh, wow. And like yeah. really impressed before they even got to the figures. And mm. the figures matter, but I do believe in presentation. Yeah, yeah. And I do think it did matter that I... You know, really, mm. although saying that, I do have a luminous yellow hair and I was terrified to go to the bank with a luminous <laughs> yellow I was considering wearing a wig. I was. I was like, you can't go and try and get a loan with yellow hair. But that goes back to what you were saying earlier before we started, which was the idea of you were taking colour um, and really what people have either maybe seen as quite grungy or really, really cool and perhaps not for them and trying to apply it to a more sophisticated environment audience. or professional audience, yeah. you know. so we did really well. We got... Um, a really big article in the Metro um, about the change in trends. Okay. And um, it's really pushing out to quite a few magazines and stuff at the moment. And it's essentially, what it's about is that six years ago, 90s came back, everybody loved it, home die-esque. But mm. essentially what we were delivering in the salons, you could also do in your bedroom with your mate. Yeah. And that was fun, but that's not professionalising service. No. And yeah, you've got these girls that were 21, loved having pink dip dye ends. And now they're like, oh my God, I'm 27, I've got a high-end job. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to give up the pink, yeah. but I need to look professional. And that's that's probably our niche. Yeah. We don't do grunge, we do yeah. polish and high-end, yeah, but yeah. still with quite fun colours. Yeah, no, that's really... it. That comes across. And if anyone hasn't seen, I think we we work with a girl at ASOS Cora and there is amazing pictures of her, which with blue hair, but in a really sophisticated way, um, which are amazing on Instagram. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the kind of the future of the salon in the sense of like what more do you want to do with it? You know, you've got your business plan. I don't know how many times you've had to change it. <laughs> yeah. Have you changed uh, it much? Yeah, a little bit. It yeah. takes. Yeah. What I love doing is throwing out what I believe it is to my team and then listening to how my team interprets it back. Yeah. And then... I like listening to them. So on that, like, have you had to like learn management skills, sort of like since you started the salon? I've always that... I've done management for quite a few years. Yeah. So probably one of my strengths is people. Yeah. I'm quite empathetic, but probably too empathetic. Okay. 
Like in team meetings, I probably cried three times. Oh, really? Yeah, just because, you know, someone's having a hard time yeah. and they're struggling with something. I'm not yeah. holding their hand across the table. We can do this together. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, am I a counsellor? Am I a... But that's just yeah. who I am. Yeah. That's who I am. And is, what's been the sort of hardest thing about building that team? You know, is it about finding the right people or is it about, you know, like you say, doing that day-to-day management because we can all be really enthusiastic and excited but things get in the way sometimes. I don't know if I'm going to feel like this in the future, so okay. I might change my mind. Yeah. But where I am at the moment, yeah. I feel people, the people that work for you, yeah. they just want to know that you bloody care about them. Mm-hmm. That you actually genuinely have an interest in their future. Yeah. And when people feel like you, you care for them and you love mm-hmm. them, and I do, I literally love the people that work here. Like yeah. I, I want them to, I want them to be the best they can be. Yeah. If someone really feels that they, that you've got their back. Yeah then hopefully they're going to want to work well for you. Yeah, for sure. And it's not fake. It's really yeah. genuine. Mm. I, I really, really want them to be successful. Yeah. Um, and hopefully they can feel that. Yeah. And want to do right by me. That's very special. Like, I wouldn't yeah. mind coming to work here either. <laughs> um, what do you, in terms of, like, being the boss and mm. running the thing, is that something that you've always kind of had an ambition of wanting to do? Because you said you've sort of managed for a long time. Mm. Um, it's quite different, though, to own your own company. Yeah, like definitely. That. Is that something which, like, your friends and family sort of half expected? Is it something that you thought, age 10, you're like, you know, one day I'm going to have either a range of salons or actually it might be something totally different it could have been you know just Mm -hmm. writing books or running you know what was your what were your ambitions when you were much younger so I'm from a family of nine hairdressers we have had two salons yeah I used to live in my mum's salon my dad used to live in my nan's salon oh right okay uh, but above it you know kids um small salons yeah yeah um, my dad's got his own business, small mm. business, but like, yeah, I've grown up around people being self-motivated. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be told what to do. You should yeah. just be able to get up in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So I've been very lucky to have an upbringing yeah. of my family that mm. have been very like, you know, kick your ass together. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you and you own it, and it's up to you to get it done. Yeah. Um, what would you say if somebody else was wanting to start up their own business? What kind of key piece of advice would you give them? Um, I read this amazing book that got recommended to me by someone who had a business that failed. Okay. Actually, this person had a business, a salon, that closed before it opened. Oh, right, okay. Um, And I found it very important to go and talk to that person because I needed to know why. Yeah. You know, I had to have a coffee with them and find out what the hell went wrong. And um, this person um, said, I need you to read this book. And it was why most small businesses don't work and what to do about it. Mm-hmm. So rather than going, you can do this. Yeah, if you yeah. believe it, it's true. <laughs> like I read on my friend's wall the other day, like, your income will gradually get higher throughout your life. And I was like, what does that mean? She was like, well, you know, if you believe it, it's true. And I was like, well, get out. <laughs> no, it's not. That's not the case. Uh-huh. So I thought it was important to study the pitfalls. Yeah. Smart read move. the book. And the first chapter, life-changing chapter, it basically says, yeah, but do you really want to do this? Okay. <laughs> and it actually is an entire chapter of making you think, like, do you really want to give up this much time? Yeah. How much time do you want with your children? Yeah. What is this going to do to your marriage? Yeah. Where do you want to be in 20 years' time? How much money do you actually want to earn? Because yeah. I don't really, I don't, I'm not that bothered about money. Yeah. Obviously, you have to have money to succeed, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, how much money will make you happy? Mm-hmm. How far is too far? And that was probably the most useful thing I could have done. Yeah. Um, so really question whether or not you really, really question really whether you want to do it, it because yeah. I think it sounds really fab, doesn't it? Yeah. 
but you've got to work out whether that's the life that you want to lead. Yeah. And it's such a lifestyle. So is it then, there's not another salon, it's part of you, it's allowing you to be really creative. Yeah. Allowing you to do something really, really well as well. And it sounds like, you know, you can manage that and control that as well. Um, and you mentioned then you're not that hugely interested in money for kind of the sake of like earning loads. Yeah. So is it fair to say not another salon is definitely a lifestyle choice? Like it really answers something quite personal rather than... I would love in 20 years time for someone to say that we changed trends or yeah. that we changed... Um, like someone said, oh, like the studio 54 of hairdressing, like yeah. that would be really cool for me to yeah. know that we kind of had an impact on the industry or if mm -hmm. someone was doing a, you know, a, a hair or fashion timeline that we would come into that. Yeah. That would make me really happy. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would like, like yeah. a little, a little impact on my industry. Yeah. And do nice. you think that in, say, 20 years time, I can't believe we're talking in 20 years time, things change <laughs> yeah. fast enough in six months. Um, that the salon will still be here? I mean, you have quite a good relationship with the community around you, or yeah. do you think there's an opportunity to either have the salon or at least leave an, an, a mark on other parts of the world or in mm. other cities? I know you mentioned, like, some of the profits go through to Yeah, well, we... So the, one of the aims of the company, my husband and I set up a hairdressing school in Madagascar five years ago. Oh, right, OK. And we always wanted to set up a charity. Yeah. But when we took on the business, I spent a lot of time crying, saying, essentially, it's one or the other. Like, yeah. realistically. Mm -hmm. I won't have time to do that. Excuse me. Um, and that really upset me, because mm. I was having to let go of another ambition of mine. Yeah. And essentially, like, I'm quite a... Like philosophical person mm -hmm. I guess and I want to be on my deathbed and know like yeah. you know I trampled carefully across the world you know <laughs> yeah. I didn't let you know and help where I can yeah um so anyway yeah we decided that we wouldn't be able to do it and I, I almost wasn't taking on the business because of that yeah. and then we came up with the idea of okay well why don't we give 10% of the profits put that aside into a bank account and when yeah. that's collected up enough yeah when the company's in a steady enough place to cope yeah. with it we'll go and do a big project fantastic but the only reason, this is, I'm, I'm always really honest, the only reason why we said we'd do it from the start is, you know what happens when you say you'll give away your money and then you get loads of money and then you don't yeah. want to give away your money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, if you, like, promise to the world, yeah. this is what I'm going to do, then you can't not yeah. do it. Absolutely. And, you know, giving's not an easy thing. Mm. I'm not Mother Teresa. No. Like, you know, you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Someone comes around with a bucket and you're like, oh, you've got a quid and yeah. you've got a fiver and you're like, oh, <laughs> quid. Um, but, you know, essentially, if if... if if I if I make that a part of my life, then, then yeah. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's the truth. I got told so many times when I'm doing interviews that I'm not yeah. allowed to say that. Oh, you really? Know, yeah, PR people say that it sounds rubbish to yeah. say that, but that's the truth. I think it's, yeah, it's really honest, and I think you have to be honest about what how it is to run a business. Like yeah. you say, you can't just give everything away, but you actually can apply how you feel about things and how yeah. you feel about the world and bring that into your business. My parents were panicking, and they were panicking about it. And I'm like, yeah, but don't, you know, 10% of nothing's nothing, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's no money going in the pot right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there will be. Yeah. Um, so what has been, like, what is the best bit about running Not Another Salon? Um, sh sharing... Sharing my vision, I guess. Yeah. Sharing what makes me happy. Yeah. Finding other people that also that also makes them happy. Mm -hmm. Um, it was all very much like in my head, and now I get to spread that out. Like, yeah. oh, it sounds ridiculous, but our um, our Christmas party, we all got together and um, cut refugees' hair in the salon here. Oh wow! 
And then we went to a roller disco wearing wigs. Amazing. Which is basically like my ideal day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, and then we went on the bumper cars and carousel and we were this big group of people that that liked, you know, helping refugees and then going to a roller yeah. disco. And that is literally Yeah. Literally my happiest day ever. <laughs> And do you, I mean, that sounds, that does sound amazing. And the modern disco does sound like a point at which you kind of let your hair down. But yeah. I suppose you're at a point you're still the boss when you're there. Yeah. So it, what do you do to, like, switch off? Can you switch off? Um, no, I struggle. My husband says that I'm married to Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> How many most girls are? Um, yeah. Switching off. Never. No, 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 I don't really. Um, Do you think that's something it's not very that healthy? You, yeah, it's not very healthy. My best ideas and when I come up with most stuff is around about like three o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I do have my phone by my side and I yeah. do wake up and do. But actually, I find that quite useful. Yeah, <laughs> I don't actually mind. Like it doesn't. I don't. I don't lay awake in stress. No. Okay. I don't. I don't. I sleep very well. Mm -hmm. I've always slept well. I don't yeah. panic. But I'm tick 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 constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And do you got lots of friends that are like you in that sense? Like other people, you obviously come from a family um, of business owners, but do you think you've got mates that are also tick, tick, tick at three in the morning? I do have some, um, but I lost lots of friends okay. during this. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, I missed one of my really good friend's weddings. I, I lost, yeah, I lost another friend because I just simply was not there. Yeah. I'm, I'm absent. Yeah. I can barely hold on to time with my husband. Yeah. Um, but then amazingly, last night I finished work at 10 o'clock and I texted a friend who lives around the corner yeah. and I said, i still got loads of emails to do. Yeah. And my husband's already asleep. <laughs> so I'm like, can I just come and sit on your bed and do them? So I went to her house, we put on the BFG mm -hmm. and I got my laptop out and I finished two and a half hours worth of emails. Amazing. That's the friend I need. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's awful because I feel terrible about that, but we've got, me and her have got that connection that I mm -hmm. can, that, that she just gets me and yeah. I have to do that. That's, yeah. I can't make plans because I don't know what time I finish. Yeah. So I've acquired friends like that. You know, like last minute friends. Yeah. I can't make plans, but yeah, like, where yeah, are yeah. you? That yeah, kind of. Exactly. So I've definitely surrounded myself with more people that are more accepting of mm. the fact that I'm a bit of a crap friend. That's really sad. <laughs> it is, no, but it is I really think sad. you're right that you then have to create a new support network, if you like, a new friendship group that can work with where your life is at right now. Because mm -hmm. it might not be like this for the next five it might be like this for the next five years, but beyond that it will be different again. Yeah. And you can learn stuff and hopefully if they've got that situation going on they can help out. Have you heard that, that you're saying um, that you're an average of ten of your friends? Yeah. Ten, ten people that you are connected with most, mm. if you really put them down, like actually write them down and look at them, like if you've got six friends yeah. that are party animals, you are a party animal. animal. That's it. Yeah. And you have to look. And if yeah. you don't want to be a party animal at the moment because you need to you know, yeah, crack down, and you really need to be focusing on these friends. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do think you, it's quite an influence, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, for sure, definitely. Um... So, on my note, I'm just going to ask you one more question, sure. which is about um, being here. Um, with all of the things that you've got going on, um, and with the girls that will probably be listening to this podcast, um, what is it that you hope that they will take away? Like, if you could talk to one person individually, oh. what would you, you know, if you've got maybe there's a motto, or there's just one thing you want to share with one girl out there? 
That's really nice, by the way. That's really lovely. Um, essentially, I believe that true success is like anything you want it to be, and I think it's really sad that we're kind of swept up with what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. And I have some friends that, you know, have children and do not want to do what I'm doing in a million yeah. years, and they are focused on making sure that they have beautiful walking weekends with their partners and I you know I idolize them and I just think we have to be really careful not to be swept up into yeah. what we think we should be doing um, to be honest with you my my dad actually called me a few weeks before starting this business for a few months he's always worked really hard and he's always really really you know he's always given me lots of work ethic yeah and about three months before in his in his sort of semi-retirement he's yeah. decided that yeah Probably shouldn't have done that. Probably should have. Probably, <laughs> probably should have. Um, you know, just like enjoyed life. And he was like, "I've been thinking, yeah, maybe you shouldn't do it." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, too late." Yeah, yeah. Because the yeah. first twenty odd years of my life, you yeah. taught, you've taught me to work hard. Yeah. But essentially, it's made me really analyse that it's your path that's important, and you shouldn't be, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't judge anyone for yeah. their individual path. Mm. I'm, you know. Yeah. No, it. I think that's absolutely perfect and really well said and it's something which I've seen like whether it's those quotes on the wall about no judgment or how you you know you've talked about things but yeah. that's what's so exciting is that if you've got an idea and yeah. it's successful for you to get it and put it out into the world then go for it yeah I guess yeah no you say it all kind of flows around really yeah, because good. essentially that's how I feel as a person I don't yeah. judge people as a person I, I'm, I'm, I'm I just really like people being themselves yeah. so creating this salon people would walk through the door and be yeah. themselves that's like yeah people are like walking into my mind mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? that's great well thanks so much Sophia for well, having us here you. it's been really great to talk to you um thank you oh I really enjoyed it thanks that was Sophia Hilton with her big idea not another salon don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of the ASOS podcast my big idea you can subscribe to the series on Acast iTunes or your other favourite podcast app see you hi this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses of course and I want to talk about Club Med Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.